0: The following production is part of the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
1: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
2: to another episode of Wookiee Radio. I almost went, Weebie geeks. Oh, I am not doing good. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing?
0: Tired, but oh uh, I
2: hear you guys on Tired and Alive.
0: They're <laughs> doing better than you, though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: True. that's not saying a lot this week um check out the homepage, page wookieeradio.net uh support our affiliates and check out our t public store uh i had i'm not sure if we're caught up no i'm not completely caught up i still got post last week's episode well by the time this episode airs last week's will be up
0: yeah i was wondering when i looked through and i didn't see it sitting there it's
2: it's been a week <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but you guys know, and I'm sure it's self-explanatory, but it is going up uh, shortly after we get done recording this episode. So it, it will be up as as you're listening to this one. So, um, some news. We got trailers for Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, visions. Um I know we talked
0: Yeah, that, now that we're getting closer to divisions, we're getting more and more stuff cuz didn't they just put out a teaser like a week ago or 2 weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, um we also have we also have well, wow, I'm hearing myself repeat an echo. Yeah, unusual echo. Um I know we touched on it briefly last week with Lightsaber Radio when they were on, uh, but we're going to talk more about the current some rain series. Uh it's a five book mini. Either a five- or six-book mini. Um, also, two new name of Boba Fett ship, I guess, officially from Lucasfilm. And uh, news from uh, the Andor set. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and get started? And, um, Cam, why don't you hit us up with, with the Lego?
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, where'd it go? Oh, I'm looking right at it. That's, that's why I can't find it. Yeah, the... We heard a year or two ago, but now at this point, that the new Lego Star Wars game was going to be the complete Skywalker saga, which yes. anybody's going like that, Lego could tr- somehow figure out how to pull it off. Yep. And then, um, uh, according to this, it was, yeah, as of today, when we're recording August 25th at the Gamescom opening night live, they actually debuted the trailer. And did you guys get a chance to actually look at this?
2: I've not looked at the trailer. Nope.
0: It is basically everything you expect from Lego anyway. But the graphics on it and the point of view is a lot. This is all gameplay footage. So, But it's almost like the camera is a third person, but you're down right right behind the shoulder of the characters. Instead of uh, a lot of times with Lego, you get top down or you get more of a 2D side scroll. Right. This actually has more of a top or um, right over the shoulder perspective on a lot of this. You have a lot of um, vehicle combat. Um, the graphics are just beautiful, but this is for the latest-gen systems, the PS5, the Xbox Series X. But it's also on the PS4 and the um, Xbox One also. So. And PC. Yes. Well, who games on PCs anymore?
2: <laughs> <clears throat> Bite your tongue. Like
0: old people. Hey. But the trailer does show uh, all, uh, some of the classic humor that's always that makes Lego great. Um, it shows some of the epic um, scenes from all nine movies are in here. Yeah. But I saw also because there's always some kind of a hub system for Lego games. How you get from place to place to place in um from level to level to level. This one, it's a it looks like it's a galactic star map, and you go to different systems and you play the different uh, levels on those planets. So you may end up going to Tatooine, but you can play Tatooine nine different times because there's nine different movies or however many movies it's in. Right. So if you go to like Coruscant, you got at least uh, three different levels there. Minimum. Like I said, Tatooine, it was in what? uh, Episodes one. It was in one, two and three. All of them, wasn't it? Three was just barely. Yeah. And then it was in uh, four and six. So you really probably have four levels there on Tatooine and it had all kinds of other planets and things available also. But it just and um on StarWars.com they actually had a list of the five things that they really loved about it. One of them was the Easter eggs. They said just in the trailer, it says, um, "As is always the case with anything Lego Star Wars related, the um, Converide fans will be rewarded." A young Anakin Skywalker holds a purple space teddy bear. A leg. A Lego copyright emblazons Qui-Gon's
2: left arm. Yeah, it's, on the in, it's on the interior of his left arm.
0: Yeah. And then Qui- or Luke checks out a photo of a prequel area Obi-Wan partying with clone troopers. And who knows what other clever in-jokes are there. Anybody who's ever played any of the Lego Star Wars games or any of the Lego games in general knows that the creators of these are fans of these franchises also. Yep. So they're all putting in fun stuff like that in these games.
2: I wonder if Chewie's still going to get to that point where after like three or four hits in a row, right before you just, he destroy, kills the, the, uh, the enemy, he pulls the arms off. Oh yeah. You know, that's going to be on there. That that was one of the things I loved about the, the original Lego games with Chewie is be careful. He'll pull your of- arms off. Yeah. Well, the sound
0: effects are what's cool about those too when they do that. Cause you get the pop sound effects. Yep. So, I mean, We still have to wait because I believe they said this doesn't come out until spring of next year. Yeah, so it's been confirmed for spring of 2022 for Xbox, for the Xbox One family of devices. So all the Xbox Ones, Xbox Series X and S, PS5, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Yep. Just like all Lego games. The nice thing is Lego games, the better system you have it on, the better it's going to look. But it's not dependent on um, super fast gameplay and super fast graphics. So you can put it on the older generation systems and it still looks good.
1: Or I could play it on my Switch. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. Actually, it would be perfect. Provided Damn. your wife
2: hasn't taken that when, when the power's gone out. Mm-hmm. What you need power's
1: is, back on.
2: What you, you need to watch that on your ship. Maybe she's sabotaging it just so she'd get to your Switch.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it says here um, the new trailer debuted today as part of GamesCon. Um, but what you can see from the preview, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Skywalker Saga pr- promises to be the biggest Lego Star Wars game ever. Fans can play through all nine episodes of the core saga, travel through hyperspace, and play through or and explore over twenty unlockable planets, um, including Ooh. Ancient Kloss, Coruscant and other worlds, and experience various types of gameplay, from chaining attacks in lightsaber combat, to space battles. Players can also unlock and choose from over 300 characters, um, which is an incredible minifig collection that any Star Wars fan would love. Yeah, 300 is ginormously huge. I believe the last one they made had, um, I mean, it topped out at like 100, or 150.
1: I
2: think so.
0: But when you <coughs> have... I wonder start all the different ones I wonder
1: how much are I wonder how much are initially open and how much you have to open yourself through gameplay
0: usually you start with like maybe five or, or less and then each mm. mission you go to unlocks three or four if it's going to be this big I would say that usually you get one or two characters every mission you do on story mode right but that's when they don't have 300 to open yeah so, I'm thinking if there's 20 planets to go to, even if they have three levels on each planet, you're talking 60 um, levels there.
1: Mm.
0: That's just uh, if the base three levels per planet. I'm assuming there's even more than that. So, Quite I'm definitely looking for I have a bunch of the Lego games that... Um, my wife and I, Vicky, loves. It. We love playing these games because it's a great um, game to play together. You just run around smashing stuff and don't have to worry about too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Zoe, Zoe likes them as well. I mean, she she plays yeah. the the Harry Potter, the Marvel, the, the Star, the different Star Wars ones that we have.
1: The first Marvel one was awesome.
2: Yeah, the second one just came out, right? Mm. Or or it's been out, but it's like dropped in price
1: a
0: little while. Yeah, I think so. See, the only one I had, it was weird, but um, was the Lord of the Rings one. It was almost never too much that stuff in that one. Really? It was harder to figure out because you had the map and you had to find specific places. You had to go through the map and pick and choose and try to find what you're missing. Mm. To find the levels that you're missing.
1: Oh, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what you might be thinking of, Mike? I think they just released a pack with. It's the Marvel first game, the second game, and the Marvel Avengers game. Okay. Well, no. I, when Eric
2: had picked up over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. He picked up uh, Marvel Superheroes 2 mm. and uh, picked it up. I guess it was on sale. And I didn't realize it was out.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
2: Um, it, yeah, it's been out I, for a while. And so I don't know how the second one plays. I love the first one. Uh, sort of like DC. I love the first DC one.
1: The second one's
2: the, the. Yeah. Uh, whichever one with DC where you gotta shoot down or shoot, you're in the bat wing and you're trying to shoot Joker's boat. Yeah. Whether I'm using the keyboard or the freaking game controller, I am struggling on that particular round and it's mm-hmm. just turned me off of that particular game. It's like, I know once I get past this, I'll have some fun again, but I'm struggling getting
0: it seems, past it. It seems all the Lego games have that. There's just one spot that ever, that you get caught, and it's different for everybody.
2: Yeah, but this is so early in the game for me.
0: Well, <laughs> oh the it's nice thing with Lego that makes it great for um, even families and stuff is they come out at full price, but so they're always running specials on Lego games. Yeah. Usually, you, yeah. if you wait, you can get them for like 10 bucks and get like five or six of them for 10 bucks each. mm. I still have three or four sitting on my hard drive downstairs that I've just not played yet.
2: I, I still have, uh, I have the Lego Indiana Jones. Zoe's always played it. I haven't, I haven't cracked it open yet.
0: Yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean is a fun one.
2: I have not, I got,
0: that one.
2: I have not gotten into that one.
0: So, but any, like I said, anybody who's played Lego knows that these games are fun no matter what the, how hard it is or anything else. They're just a fun way to look at Star Wars.
1: Yeah, and they're not too they don't you know, they're they're fun, they don't take themselves too seriously. And and uh, Yeah, it's just it's just it's a good game to just pop in for a little while when you wanna play something fun and just take your mind off of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I said, just run around smashing stuff.
1: Yeah. hmm it's so funny.
2: Leia had in the original trilogy version, Leia had still the best accuracy in the game. Yeah. Which which ties into the fact that she was the most accurate in the original trilogy, shot wise. So they kind of gave her that trait in the game. That if you're off by a hair, she's still gonna pick it up, whereas the others are it's gonna go right past.
1: I think uh I think the the only time the game is really stressful is if you're a completionist.
0: Yeah that that can get to you sometimes.
1: What was that, 300 characters you said, Ken?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Great. But also, this one, unlike some of the LEGO games, I mean, some of the newer ones have had this, but um, this one actually has the audio from the movies and stuff. Yeah. So when the characters are talking, you actually hear the characters talking.
1: That's cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad they started doing that with the LEGO games
0: i could see with the Lego just the generic lego games possibly that they've done a, a couple of them that are um, just Lego characters but if you're right. gonna have based on other franchises if you have access to the audio from them i would use it oh yeah
2: <clears throat> i think so yeah so um check it out uh' it's still available for pre-order right still pre-ordering?
0: I don't know if you could pre-order. I know it comes out in spring of 2022, so you could probably pre-order it now, yeah.
2: Keep an eye on it. If you could pre-order, pre-order. If you can't, uh, just get the notifications from when you can. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess let's move on. Uh, Visions.
0: Yeah, there's other trailers that have come out.
2: Derek, are you able to tackle Visions for us? Uh,
0: I didn't
1: watch it. Okay. <laughs> I will try. Well- It's
0: interesting on this, though, because it's premiering on September 22nd. If I remember (laughs) right, isn't there like two or three other things that are all premiering that day also? Um, I think Doom Patrol comes out that day on HBO. Season three of Doom Patrol. That's what it was. Streaming. End of September is going to be there's three or four different series that have their new premieres. Mm.
2: Fall streaming schedule on September 22nd. We've got Dear White People on Netflix. Last Chance, Transplant, Discovery Plus, Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus, Thursday the 23rd, Doom Patrol. Okay. Friday the 24th, Foundation on Apple TV, Goliath on Amazon Prime, and Midnight Mass on Netflix.
0: Yeah, Doom Patrol's the one I was thinking of, because the other stuff, I not, not even on my radar.
2: And then um, Hawkeye, November 24th, a Marvel sign. Uh, I don't uh, think there's anything Why the last man Is on uh, FX
0: Oh yeah I would not be surprised to see um, Obi-Wan show up before The first of the year
1: mm-hmm. um, They're saying 2022 they're saying, Yeah they've been saying 2022. Oh wait no
0: yeah It would have to be November if they were going to do it Because we got uh, Book of Boba Fett coming in December mm-hmm. And then Mando right after that
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and Book of Boba Fett's not even on this list at the moment. Uh, We'll get through
0: the uh, Star Wars TV stuff here in a little bit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so Visions, um, stunning new trailer. They released both an English dub and a Japanese, uh, original Japanese. Uh, The effects and everything just look amazing in this. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna be watching this first in with the English dub, and then I'm gonna go back and and watch it with the subtitles. That way, as I'm listening to the English dub, um, I can scan the screen and try and catch all the little subtleties. Yeah, and then with the with the english captions i can then go back and really go back into the story and catch what of the story i missed so i'm excited about it being released both ways um so it's nine stories coming from seven different anime studios um this whole thing is you know each one is bringing their signature style and unique vision to the star wars galaxy And the stories will showcase the full spectrum of bold storytelling found across Japanese animation, each told with freshness and a voice that expands um, the understanding of what a Star Wars story can be, which is great. Um, This is why I think for some of these, if they are full, um, if, if if it's not, if they're all set in the Star Wars universe, and not, oh, it's ancient Japan with Star Wars elements in it, then there's no reason why those can't be canon. Even though I know the series is not canon, I, I don't see why it couldn't be, you know?
0: Possibly. But I
1: then again, think they, think they have to actually, be. huh? I don't think it would be. No, yeah, r- I don't
0: think
2: none of them are, ha- are canon, but I don't see why they couldn't be. Yeah. Why those stories that are directly Star Wars stories, why they can't be made canon. I
0: don't know. There's a chance you can see some of these characters show up in canon. Yeah. just like all the legend stuff, but I can almost see, um, I'm going to love this cause I like anime, but I can see this possibly slow getting a kind of a mixed reaction. Some similar mm-hmm. to what uh, DC comics did with Batman Ninja.
2: See, I loved Batman Ninja.
0: I know people who actually watched anime or, um, enjoy anime and comic books seem like they love that movie regular mainstream comic fans that don't pay attention to any Japanese stuff were totally lost and didn't like it at all. See, I, I, I have also not watched that one yet. With, it is very much a Japanese Batman story with giant mechs and everything else.
2: See, I loved, hmm. I love the, uh, the Wolverine anime. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I love the
2: Iron Man anime. Um, blade was okay. I just didn't see, I didn't see the whole series and I came into it late. And that one came out right as G4 was getting ready to shut down.
0: They had an X-Men one, too, mm-hmm. if I remember right.
2: That was the Wolverine
1: one. No,
0: no, no. They had Wolverine. the they an one. That was X-Men.
2: I don't remember the X-Men. Yeah. there was
0: yeah. an actual X-Men one. There was four different ones.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and those were done in great anime style. You know, fitting in with a, um, oh, like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, a, um, actually, no, kind of old school flavor of the... uh. Like a Speed Racer or um, Gatchaman or that type of vibe to the show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even a little Akira-esque vibe to it.
0: Well, see, that's what I liked about the trailer on this one. It showed a wide range of different styles of anime. There yeah, is I mean. stuff from the um, the kitty almost chibi art style, all the way up to cutting edge um, sword and sorcery and um, samurai anime. Yeah. Since they have all these different studios, each one's going to do what they're good
2: at oh yeah so um the breakdown on the stories the english dub cast includes the voice talents of returning star wars actors and talent new to the star wars galaxy including tmu morrison as boba fett so boba fett's in one of these cool um the duel is um brian t as ronan lucy Liu as bandit leader and jaden waldman as the village chief
0: Cool to see Lucy doing
2: this. Tattooing Rhapsody. Uh, again, this is all the, the English dub cast. Tattooing Rhapsody. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jay. Bobby Monahan as Geezer.
0: Hmm.
2: To you, He
0: gets at Star Wars anywhere he can.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tamara Morrison, Boba Fett, Shelby Young, who is a great voice actor. Um, she does some great work. As K344 and Mark Thompson, who I am in the process of trying to get on the show. As a matter yeah. of fact.
0: He, for many, many people, he is the voice of Star Wars.
2: I, I am working on getting him as a guest on the show.
0: Yeah. I for, I, I talked like to him see the actual numbers. He may have more Star Wars audiobooks than any other uh actor so far.
2: He he just may. Uh I talked to him and he told me the, the channels I need to go through to, the official channels I need to go through to get him on the show. But he, he wants to do the show. So Cool. There there's positive hope there. Um the twins, Neil Patrick Harris as Kari, Allison Bree as Om, and Jonathan Lippo as B B2, two B twenty N or B two zero N. Uh the Village Bride. Uh Karen Fukuhara as F. Um Nicole Sakara as Haru. Christopher Sean, who was um, oh what's his name from uh Resistance.
0: Oh, was he um oh give me half a second, I'll tell you.
2: If I didn't think about it, I would have known. Yeah. The one tap to be the spy works with Jaeger. And I know all our all our listeners are yelling at us going, Kazuda.
1: Kazuda, uh, yes. Kaz. Kaz. Yeah. I I told I had a blank.
2: Hey, I've got a good excuse why I have a blank. Uh-huh. Uh Carrie Hiro Hiroyuki Tagawa as Valco. Andrew Kashino as Izuma. And Steven Say as Saku. Uh the ninth Jedi. Uh Kimiko Glenn as Kara. Andrew Kashino as Juro. Uh Simu Liu as Zima. Masioka as Ethan. Greg Chun as Roden. Neil Kaplan as the narrator. And Michael Center Nicholas as Hen Jin.
0: Masioka, wasn't he from Heroes? Uh, yeah, he played Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: I believe so tell you here in a second. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes. Every
0: episode has someone you've actually heard somewhere or seen somewhere so far.
2: Well, now Ninth Jedi has uh, Andrew Kashino, who was also previously in uh, Mm -hmm. The Village Bride as well. I think he's the first repeat. Uh, 2B1, Jaden Waldman is 2B1, uh, Kyle Chandler as uh, Mitaka. Uh the elder David Harbor as Tajin, Jordan Fisher as Dan, and James Hong as the elder. This is one of the There's ones. a legend for you. This is the one. This is one of the ones I'm looking forward to. Um,
0: yeah, like I said, James Hong is a Hong is a legend.
2: Yeah. Uh Lop and Ocho and Coth- Cothcart as Lop Hiromi Dams as Ocho Paul Nakachu Nakuchi as Yasar. As yes, uh, burrow I'm trying, guys. <laughs> Kyle uh, McCarley I'm, as I'm, Imperial I'm Officer.
1: I'm laughing because you sound like me when I when we're on Keepers of the Fringe and we do like a, a foreign film and I have to read off the names, I'm so bad at it. Um
2: a Akiri a Curry or Aka maybe. Uh Henry Gold, Golding as Subaki. Jamie Chung as Misa. George Takai as Sinshu. Kion Young. That makes
0: his second time into Star Wars universe. Yes, it
2: does. Kion Young as Kamaachi. And Lorraine Toursant as Masago. Now, Disney Plus also revealed um, the Japanese casting, which includes a multitude of veteran actors. Um I I I don't even know where to (laughs) begin.
0: Yeah, I don't know any of the names on this list. Uh,
2: (laughs) The only the only name I recognize is uh, Wanatabi as Akino, and I'm wondering if that's Ken Wanatabi. It is not. uh, Let me look up. It is Hmm. not. Ah, I wonder if she's related to Ken Wanatabi. I don't think she is.
0: But like I said watching the trailer on this it is the gamut of um possible things from anime. Yeah. From super sci-fi to samurai to, and the great thing is knowing George Lucas's influences and how much the um samurai culture and things influenced the original Star Wars it is great to see um Japanese creators now playing in that universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to continue on because we we missed this last week when we recorded. But then again, we wouldn't have gotten to it anyway because we did a Bad Batch recap um, or a Bad Batch debriefing. Uh, this November, you don't have to travel to Kashyyyk to celebrate the Lessons of Life Day. Just go to your favorite comic book store. Uh, StarWars.com announced... Last Tuesday, along with Marvel, a comic book one-shot, Star Wars Life Day Number One, featuring four unique stories by Kevin Scott, Justina Ireland, Jody Hauser, and Steve Orlando, um, with Phil Noto doing the cover.
0: This is gonna be fun. I wonder how much because we know that all this stuff fit drops in canon now. What are they gonna bring back into canon that may have been in the holiday special at some point? Ooh because life day is a holiday special realm and the marvel comics are all part of canon
2: and kavin scott has been known to bring back quite a bit of things from the past to current canon such as jackson well, look and, at
0: the uh and the hoob look at the cover art that's on here has the wookies in the red robes
2: yep it, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting
0: Well, Steve Orlando was actually speaking to StarWars.com, and he says that um, being part of this Life Day special is surreal, exciting, is a surreal, exciting moment in time for this writer who, as a kid, would routinely watch Return of the Jedi every Sunday after skiing and pour over the nooks and crannies of the Star Wars lore, and nothing was more mysterious to me than um, the often alluded to never rebroadcast holiday special. To be able to celebrate concepts introduced there, not to mention to be handed the keys to the Millennium Falcon, is the perfect Life Day gift in itself. So they do get to play with, well, obviously, because Life Day was created by the Holiday Special, but they were playing with the concepts and things inside there.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hauser says she's excited to return to writing um, for Star Wars, and even better, in the spirit of Life Day, I get to do it with friends. She adds... Uh, Kevin Scott uh, says with the galaxy's greatest holiday approaching, it's great to add a little festive cheer to Han Solo and Chewbacca's life. Uh, so each writer has pinned a very different life detail. Scott promises from the days of the high Republic to the struggle against the empire and beyond. There are carols and parties and decorations, blaster fights and sarlacc pits. Well, nothing says peace and harmony for all beings than a slavering tentacle monster, does it? Uh, Ireland's Tale has a direct link to another fan-favorite Wookiee character, first introduced in Light of the Jedi. Uh, I'm really excited to have a chance to tell you a Life Day story about the furriest Padawan around, Uryaga. Uh she says. After all, you can't spell Life Day without R-E-U, so okay uh book <laughs> books coming this November expect this to probably be uh at least a uh five ninety nine or above
0: this one may be a ten dollar book.
2: I don't know if it'll go that high
0: I see so. I don't usually buy the um physical copies of the Star Wars ones. I buy them digital, but I may have to buy this one.
2: I do both well, I get both, so
0: does Marvel still give out the codes with their books They do. Ah, uh, okay.
2: They absolutely do. So, um, hey, Derek, why don't you tackle the uh, Andor story, if you would, please? Because I, uh, I
1: need a breather. Well, there ain't much to tell. Um, looks like uh, the Andor series has finished filming. Well,
2: that's good, news. Cool.
1: Yeah. Um, it has apparently wrapped up production at Pinewood Studios. Uh, There's a Star Wars fan site that has been following up on the progress as more and more of the production started to come to a close. But apparently, Diego Luna did not actually wrap his part of the series until sometime this weekend. He was still shooting as of August 20th. Uh, But now there's been several cast and crew wrap parties and, uh, that usually, uh, signifies the end of film.
0: I've also heard that, um, the Obi-Wan series has wrapped.
1: It has. Yes. I was just going to say that. The Obi-Wan <laughs> series has wrapped as well. And both series are scheduled for some time in 2022. Very cool. I saw a thing on my Facebook about, um but I haven't been able to confirm it, but it had a list of each series and how many episodes it was going to be and such. But but uh, I don't know if it's actually true or not. Well, Obi-Wan is only supposed but to be I like six episodes, right? He,
0: yeah,
1: Obi-Wan's only six episodes, yep.
0: And that was supposed to be a limited one-off series, right?
1: I believe so, yes. Yeah.
0: I didn't realize, because I've not been... Pay- Paying close attention that there's actually been um, problems with Andor, and that's why it's taken so long to get it done. Rewriting it and everything else—I didn't remember all that. Yeah,
1: me either.
0: But that's probably because it's in the Rogue One universe. Yeah, and Rogue One had to have all those had a bunch of problems also. And see what we got.
2: Yeah, but I didn't think Rogue One had as many issues to filming. It was more—I mean, Solo had a bunch of issues.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. True.
2: I didn't, well,
0: remember I, Rogue One? They had to um, switch out directors also because the the rumor was it was much darker than even what we got. They had to bring some some other guys in to lighten it up just a little bit, <laughs> so it actually still felt like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They were given. They were told to give him a war movie. The guys started to bring him a war movie, and they're like, "Wait a minute, that may not be what we actually wanted." Right.
2: I thought they kept Gareth Edwards on the whole time. It was it was his. Yes.
0: Well. The difference being, they brought other guys in to help with that, but Gareth said okay. Whereas with Solo, the guys um, in charge there wouldn't said no, no, no. This is our movie, our movie. So they got fired.
2: Well, when they tried to make Solo a Ace Ventura style movie, it's like uh, that does not work with Solo.
0: Yeah, like I said, Rogue One. Gareth Edwards sat back and um, allowed them to give him advice and. Tweak stuff. Yeah. And he was allowed to stay in charge. <laughs> it's kind of hard to argue with the people above you writing your paycheck.
2: True. But still, still great. I mean, it, I think they could have gone a little darker and still been okay.
0: I think they found the perfect balance with it. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I still say this um, Rogue One may be the best of the uh, modern era Star Wars movies, the five modern ones.
1: It, it,
2: it, I feel I feel it is the best of of uh, those that are not directly associated with the S- Skywalkers. Well there's
0: only two that are not directing <laughs> Skywalker <laughs> movies. I was gonna say and solo uh, I really enjoyed Solo yeah. too. I hard think hard Solo stories, was um was a close close second on that. Yeah for me.
1: I yeah, I liked Solo. I thought it was I mean, you know, I thought it was pretty decent overall. I had I had no problems with solo I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I had fun. And we've it. had
0: we've talked about the prequel or the uh, sequel trilogy. And where some of the problems there were. I don't think it was in the characters or any of that. So it's just the way it was created and made. The yeah. lack of, um, or it was almost like forced continuity between, the, between them.
1: Yeah.
0: Tr- it's I, a trilogy because they were said they were making a trilogy.
1: Yeah, I really think, I really think it kind of hurt them to not have like a through line through the whole thing. And have like, you know, some kind of maybe outline or something of what they wanted to do and where they were going with it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but it looks like that's what's nice about them doing Andor and Obi-Wan and some of these other ones. They're starting to fill in some of those backstories and stuff that may actually make the um, sequel trilogy look better by the time we get to it. Andor won't affect that, but Obi-Wan could do it. We know um, the Ahsoka series is in between uh, Jedi and um, Force Awakens. And other things that they do may fill in the gaps and actually make them look even better. I think the Clone Wars TV series makes the prequel trilogy look even better.
1: It does, yes. It enhances it. I think so.
0: I mean, episode three was fun. It was good. I had a great time with episode three either way, but getting to know the clones, it's uh, an even stronger gut punch when Order 66 drops.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, definitely.
0: And hey, the Clone Wars uh, to me makes Jar Jar an, uh, even cooler dude. He's much no, better if you watch him go it that far, children. but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I got respect for the Jar Jar character. I, it's just not not one that I I am truly sold on.
1: No. I, I get it. I get the point of him and everything, but yeah, it, it didn't work for me. He He's one that could have been dialed back
2: and it's nothing against
1: Ahmed yeah. Best. I think if they had dialed him back a bit, no, 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 not at all. It has
2: nothing to do with Ahmed Best. It's just like, you know, look at Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen's performance. Well, J- Hayden Christensen, I, I struggled with them a little bit in jumpers too, even though I did like jumpers. Um, I,
0: I still contend. To have, I'm wondering how much of that was um, George's direction on Hayden Christensen, or lack thereof, giving him a clear direction on what he wanted to see.
2: That's the well, pro- yeah. That's that, the problem that's with cool. the prequels. Yes, is is George's direction? A lot there, of
1: the yeah. I mean, look at a, a new. A lot ho- of the acting uh, is kind of stiff and wood. Because of and it.
0: George didn't have a problem with that. That's the thing. Well, look—he was. You, you look at the movies; you can see George focused on getting the story out there and the tech and the effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
2: he—he he was like that on a New Hope as well. I mean, look—look look at that one. It was a little wooden. I mean, it yeah, was—he
0: was—he he, wasn't completely one hundred percent on the script. Some, he hired some people to help right. out with the script and with the dialogue and stuff.
1: And also, let's not forget you know the editing and everything and uh, i think the other thing was with the the prequels there wasn't anybody to you know no one said no to him him back
2: no one said no to him
1: because exactly yeah
2: because all they saw was i'm on a new star wars trilogy and i think people were afraid to say no right and lucas is one as we've heard through the rumor mills Lucas is one who actually listens, you know, listens to those who are close to him, that he brings close to him. And if they told him, no, this is probably not a good idea. You need to go a different direction. He probably would have changed it up some, but no one said no to him.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to think, even on A New Hope, where he um, he was the director, he was the writer, he was all of it. He still had his friends that he was bouncing ideas off of when he was given direction.
2: And he Spielberg and he and almost and
0: all those guys were giving him i giving him suggestions while he was doing it.
2: And he almost got kicked off his own movie set. Many times. <laughs> so I mean that's what that's what happens when you're, you know, still new to the game at that point. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're trying to tackle a, uh, a sci-fi film that People are, you know, that the, the crew's just looking at it and is going. This is just another cheesy B movie space film. It turned out to be an A film.
0: Mm. It turned out to be the A film.
2: True. <laughs> so, um, I guess back over to uh, comics real quick. Crimson Rain. Uh, we talked about it briefly, or I mentioned it briefly in uh, in the final thoughts last week. Um, it was announced last week. That Kira is starring in Star Wars Crimson Reign. It's a sequel to The War of the Bounty Hunters, which I have just, I've been so behind on books. I am just now getting into The War of Bounty Hunters. Uh, I'm,
0: uh, I'm with- I got so much stuff I read. Otherwise, I've, I've been keeping up on High Republic and that's about it. I've been keeping up on that.
2: From what I have read so far, War of the Bounty Hunters is awesome. I rank it up there with, uh, Oh, Vader down. Vader down. Great, great crossover event. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Charles Soule uh, has planned a trilogy. You know, this is the second part of writer Charles Soule's planned trilogy of Star Wars events. Uh, he's teaming with Steve Cummings on this five-part series, which sees Kira come to power as the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Uh, during the era between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Sol hints that Crimson Reign will reveal more information about why Kira went after Solo's carbonite frozen body, <coughs> uh, thus setting the events of the War, uh, of, war of the Bounty Hunters in motion. Uh, he goes, I plan to tell the story we're seeing in War of Bounty Hunters from the first pitches I wrote when I knew I'd be taking over the Star Wars title for Marvel. But it was really when I knew I had a secret weapon to deploy story-wise that seeds of Crimson Rain began to take root in my mind. Kara, a former paramour of Han Solo and current leader of Crimson Dawn, um, is in place. Uh, While Kara plays a huge part of War of the Bounty Hunters, the event's really a Boba Fett story. Uh, I have a bigger story I'm going to tell with Kara and Crimson Dawn, and it's all connected to the reasons she kicked things off and wore bounty hunters in the first place. Uh, You'll learn about that in the pages of War of Bounty Hunters 5 out in October. As for the exciting, as for exciting as Crimson Rain may be, it's only a middle chapter of Soul's bigger Star Wars story. Uh, from the moment I took the gig writing Star Wars, I wanted to do new things in the Star Wars timeline between five and six, using new characters from all areas of the galaxy. Uh, he said, "Crimson Rain, which continues what I plan as a trilogy that began with War of Bounty Hunters, is a great example." Of how I like to write Star Wars stories. Everything and everyone is fair game. I think people are really going to enjoy it. Await the rain. Uh, crimson Rain number one goes on sale in November.
0: So, since we're doing it there, he's writing all this stuff about bounty hunters in the underworld between episodes um, five and six. What's the chance we see some more, see some Black Sun? And maybe he brings in Prince Shizor, even though it's not going to be. Shadows of the Empire, obviously, because you can't use those events anymore because they don't fit, but him possibly bringing the character in as part of Black Sun.
2: Yeah, but they could alter the events of Shadows of the Empire to fit between yeah. Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. It's like you um, you could bring in that character and still have the same guy just uh, change all the stuff that actually happened.
2: Right. And with him saying that, that and with him saying war, of the bounty hunters is a Boba Fett story. Who to say that war, of the bounty hunters isn't kind of setting up um, as like a prelude to, to the book of Fett series. Yeah. So considering story group connects the comics and, and the, uh, and the live action together. I mean, they keep tabs that way. One doesn't interfere with the other and Filoni still got to approve it all.
0: That's still awesome to, to um, know that he's the one with the rubber stamp.
2: Yeah. And then uh over the weekend it was announced the official new name of Boba Fett's ship. It has never been called Slave One on film. Uh we have heard Lucasfilm and Disney were renaming it back in June with the Lego kit. A lot of backlash involved. Um a former Boba Fett actor publicly chastising the studio. Um You know, even the fans keeping, petitioning to keep Slave One's name intact. Um, I don't even think. Has it, has it, was it even called Slave One in the Clone Wars?
0: I don't remember.
2: Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. And honestly, I don't remember if they did mention it by name in uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm, I don't think so. I think, I think the only, only, Ship that I remember outside the Falcon that was mentioned by name was Grievous's Star Cruiser, the Invisible Hand. That was at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Because mm. don't they re- I didn't
0: remember that one getting a name drop?
2: I thought they mentioned that the, the Emperor was on Grievous's ship, the Invisible Hand. I don't know. Right at the very beginning. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch. Anyway, the new name of the ship is the Fire Spray.
0: Which I don't think this is the first time we've heard that term. No. I think in the books, that was actually the class of ship that that was.
2: It is the class of ship that it is. Okay. So now. I
0: don't remember where I heard that from. I know it was in the um, book somewhere.
2: uh, I think it's also in the the different reference books that it's the slave one, a fire spray class ship. Now it's going to be called the
1: fire spray.
0: Well, that kind of makes sense because the Razor Crest is the class of ship, and that's just what they called it—was the Razor Crest.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah, we got the Tantor, but we don't call it the Blockade. Well, but we call it the Blockade Runner as well. Yeah, but it has a distinct name. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have Vi- uh, Vader's Star Destroyer, but we also know it at or Super Star Destroyer, but we also know it as the the, the Executor or the Executor. Yeah so and, and we kind of find out that there some of the other star destroyers do have names uh, because they're referenced in um the different certain point of view books at least in Empire a lot of those are are mentioned by by their names
0: yeah and some of the um when you get to rogue one especially you see the um rebel cruisers with their what names they had too right
2: well the hammerheads were were known as hammerheads and it's the class yeah.
0: Well, you have, um, what was it? The General's ship in Rogue One was Home One. Yeah, but I think that was a code yeah. name. Well, yeah, that's the name of the ship. Okay. I thought it was the actual name of the ship.
2: See, I saw it as Home One was like Rogue One or Red One or Red Leader or Red Five. It was their call sign.
1: Yeah, that's how I took it as well.
2: I I didn't take it as the actual name of the ship. It was their call sign. Just like saying. Yeah, just like, I thought. Just like saying tower to whatever, to Ghost One. Right. So, um, but apparently the name was quietly debuted in a press release about the crossover event in um, with War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, they come out and say, you know, the story takes place soon after Star Wars Empire Strikes Back and centers, centers on Boba Fett trying to get. Han Solo's carbonite body back to Jabba the Hutt. Unfortunately, Baba gets robbed by Solo's old girlfriend who has brought back the thread of the Crimson Dawn to the galaxy. Um, Mar- well, and then Marvel has produced Behold the Vehicles of War variant covers uh, that will form one big poster for the war bounty hunters. One of those variants is Boba Fett and his ship. And in the press release for that cover, we get the official new name of Slave one. Uh We get Bosca and the Houndstooth, Boba Fett and Fire Spray, IG-88 and IG-2000, Zuckus and the Mist Hunter, Valance, Alert and the Broken Wing, and Dengar and the Punishing One. So, snuck it in. So, there was questions. We knew this was coming, so. Yeah. Yeah. All because they're trying... Disney's trying to get away from the slave name, and it's not just in you know it's it's not that it's it's not just for Star Wars, but they're doing it with I mean Splash Mountain's going away because it's based on the book Song of the South, which is a collection of tales of the slaves as recorded by a white man to preserve the history of those former slaves, so that could be. Recorded in that time of history of of how it was told then. I mean that that well, book is a snapshot of history yeah. of a moment well, in history they, that is not PC today. Yeah, and and, well, and aren't people are they supposed to
0: be just retheming the ride, but it's supposed to stay there?
2: It it is being rethemed to a um, Princess and the Frog themed ride that takes place yeah. after the movie. So, um, I mean. <sighs> There was nothing wrong with the name Slave One in Star Wars. I we grew up with it for over for over 40 years. What what's the issue? Just because it has the slave name in it or word in it? I mean, it's like with slave Leia. Right near the end, it was Hut Slayer Leia. So okay, so now this is gonna imply whenever she goes out to kill Huts, that's the outfit she's gonna wear. She's not gonna wear anything else. That's her hut slaying outfit. It's the metal bikini. No, say it for what what she was. She was turned into a slave briefly. It's Leia in Jabba's slave outfit. And if you don't want to use that, then indentured servant. Something. I don't know.
1: I really, I don't care about this at all. I really don't. <laughs> Call it whatever you want. Yeah,
0: at this point, they're going to do it. I mean.
1: They're, yeah, they're going to do whatever It's not not the want. first
0: time things have been changed. George was doing it all the time, was changing stuff. Yeah. How many times did he re-edit the original trilogy?
2: Yeah, three or four times. Yeah, I get it.
0: Every time, well, not just three or four times. Every time there was a new release, something changed. I mean, from the theaters to the first VHS copies of it, there was a difference. There was multiple copies of the original films in theaters yeah. with different sound edits and stuff. So it's like Star Wars gets changed all the time. <laughs>
2: I I just think with this, if it's just because of the moniker of the name, I, I think people need to lighten up some. And, and let's look at the big picture. Why was the name chosen? It wasn't thought, anything you know, meaning.
0: Who came up with that name? Because it may not have been Lucasfilm originally. It could have been Hasbro or um, Kenner. Yeah. All right. Well, why was the name
1: chosen then? Why was Boba Fett's ship called Slave One? What does that imply? The one
2: story I heard was it was Django who named the ship that, and it was to acknowledge the the slaves that they had once been, and that they're not slaves anymore. That he's only slave to himself. He's only slave to one. Whether that's true or not, uh, see what the internet uh, has to never say. Never heard.
1: Uh, do we have to? Um, I'm, I'm going
2: through Wikipedia right now. That's where I'm at. Django stole Slave One while undertaking a job on Ovo 4, a prison moon that fire spray attack craft were used to guard, outfitting the craft with a number of weapons, including laser cannons, projectile launchers, and seismic charges.
1: Now that's interesting.
2: I didn't know he had stolen it. Uh, while under Django's ownership, the ship was used to travel to Ord Mantel. In a dogfight over Geonosis against a Jedi starfighter piloted by Obi Wan Kenobi, and again uh, in the 2015 reference book Ultimate Star Wars, Slave One was mistakenly referred to as Clone One on two occasions. See, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I would I would take Clone One over fire spray let it let it still stay the fire spray class but he's named it clone one calling himself the, the main clone you know he's essentially clone prime well, he's not a clone though no but Boba is who's to say he didn't name it after his son I know it's a stretch I
1: don't know I just I just don't care about it I don't care about the name change I don't care why they did it I just don't care
0: I'm still just trying to figure out who created the name Slave One.
1: Slave One. Uh, it doesn't say. I will continue to call it Slave One. It's
2: it, it's, it's like Disney Hollywood Studios. I still call it MGM Studios. It, it's hard to let it's go like, of the name. It's, it's like uh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's still Star Wars. Either way, it's a great looking ship if it get if it gets named fire spray gets named fire spray i i think clone i would almost rather see it named uh clone one since it's been mistakenly named that twice let's go with that a lot of people think clone you know calling it clone one is too much like calling it slave one and then that's a whole other storm to go down i don't think we want to go that way (laughs) nope so um any final thoughts? And I, I'm sorry, guys, for going down that path. It's, it's, not, it's not the path. I didn't mean to go that deep. It's just one of those frustrating. Maybe maybe it's just my age. I didn't see anything wrong with it, and, and I'm blind to it, and I apologize. I don't mean to be blind to it. It's just the name of a ship. So final thoughts.
0: I think we've covered everything we had for this week. Yeah. Final thought, Visions is going to be awesome.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Even if you're not a fan of um anime, give this a shot.
2: Oh, very much so. Very much so. I still I, I love whoever did the um the Star Wars anime teaser where they took one of the you know, with the X Wing and TIE Fighter battles. Have y'all seen that on YouTube?
0: Yeah. I've you not know. watched it, but I see it I've seen it on there.
2: I want to see someone bring that to uh, to fruition completely. I think that would be awesome. so uh if there's nothing else, then there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right cut the chatter Jax, I can hold it. Pull on No I'm all right. Ah!
0: Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!
1: Did you hear that?